This episode of Timepiece Talk with Bruce Bezel is proudly brought to you by Rolex Batman Kermit Forever Horology. Visit me on my Instagram at Rolex Batman Kermit Forever Horology. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, horologist, Bruce Bezel. Today, Monday, February 7th, 2022, we are at Season 1, Episode 2. Season 1 is all about watches and movies, and I call it Hollywood Horology. Episode 2 is all about James Bond and his watches. I am so excited about this episode. If you didn't catch episode number one, it's about Steve McQueen and his watches featuring the Rolex Submariner 5512 and the 5513, which is also included in this episode with Roger Moore. Wristwatch check. In honor of James Bond, I am wearing the Omega, just the way... Daniel Craig says it. The Omega Seamaster Pro, reference 210.30.42.20.03.001, blue dial, blue bezel, aka I call it the Blue Brosnan, since Pierce Brosnan made it so famous. But it's the latest version. Now, two special guests. One is a mystery that I couldn't get on the show due to certain things, who is an Omega expert. And another guest, his name is Viper, also AKA Sir Alfred, who's VP and member of my watch club. Uh, those two special guests, Viper is going to give us some bonus content on his No Time to Die watch, uh, which I'll add later on to this segment in a, at a future date. And then this Omega expert had an, a sit-down interview with Daniel Craig. And he revealed which is his favorite Omega watch and why. Okay, so please take my word for it. I will let you know this answer later on during the show. So why James Bond? Two reasons. Number one, there is no character that showcases these watches as cool as James Bond. Number two, James Bond is what started me with my passion for watches. And that's why I brought this to this episode. What better than James Bond for Hollywood horology? It started for me in Moonraker with Roger Moore in 1979. I was a tiny kid, and once I saw that Seiko blow up that door and his watch is doing all these cool things, blowing up stuff and doing all these awesome, amazing things I've never seen before, I was hooked. I love James Bond, and I said, there's, there's no cool, cooler gadget on the planet than a wristwatch. Now, in 1983, Roger Moore made Octopussy. And I used to watch that over and over and over again. I believe I had it on a, a recording. And uh, I would watch it nonstop. And while watching it, I would have my, I think it was around 1983, 1984, something around that time, I was wearing my favorite piece, which was the Casio G-Shock watch. And I believe it was the uh, 5000 series, the square one. 
And to me, that was my James Bond watch. You know, I was too little to go out and get the Seiko one that he wore, the G7 on in that movie. And that was my James Bond watch. And how I made it a James Bond watch was funny. I took this little electronic gadget, opened it, pulled out one of the little um, chips from this uh, circuit board, and I placed this little prop circuit chip somewhere in the house, and I would use my countdown timer. I would put it to one minute, or if I had seconds, I don't remember, and then I would do the countdown, and of course, I know where that little prop chip is, and I would time it that when it got down to zero and the alarm went off, I was close to the object, like I was tracking the way Roger Moore was tracking the Fabergé egg and Octopussy. So that was my thing. Um, I invented my own version of the James Bond watch. As simple as it sounds, it was fun. So here's my research uh, of James Bond and his watches. Who wore them? How many times did they wear them? Uh, who do I think is first, second, and third place? Who is the king? The purpose of this podcast today is to share you every watch from Dr. No with Sean Connery all the way to No Time to Die with Daniel Craig. To give you some of my insides of it, I have reference numbers to each model, I have the brands, and then I'm going to give my, my thoughts of which one I think is the king of all of them and which are the top. And uh, that's the goal is to just, uh, you know, I put this together, I, I, you know, using different references. And after getting all the information, I made a summary of how many brands, how, who wore this this many times, and which one do I think is the best, and who are the top three brands, which model was worn in the, in, in the movies the most. And then it just, you know, gives you as a, as a listener a little inside of which are the, the best James Bond watches and even the reference numbers to go with them. So I'm going to start with, uh, with the first, first movie ever. So let's start with, I believe, is uh, Dr. No. Okay. So we're going to start. I'm going to run through them pretty, pretty fast. I'm going to list the movie, the actor, the year, and what type of watch with the model number or reference number. And then I'll come back to them later on, and I'll give a little intake of uh, my thoughts on those pieces. So we got Dr. No at 1962 with Sean Connery. His first watch, the Gruen Precision 501. He opens up the movie with that piece when he says Bond, James Bond, at the Baccarat table. The first true original James Bond watch. Then, in the same movie, okay, he's famous for the Rolex Submariner 6538. He wears it with a NATO strap, a black NATO strap with, I believe, green and red stripes. And that is by far the most famous James Bond watch uh, to date. It is the first Rolex Submariner and is the first Rolex Sean Connery wore. And he wore it four times in his, uh, as his life as James Bond. The next is Russia with Love, 1963, starring Sean Connery. The Rolex Sub 6538 returns. Then in Goldfinger, 1964, 
Sean Connery again and again, the Rolex of Mariner 6538. I remember uh, clearly in this movie, he has that uh, yellow blazer or the yellow, I'm sorry, yellow, uh, white, okay? White tux. I don't know why I said yellow. White tux, and he pulls up his cuff, and he looks at the watch, and the explosion goes off on that, that power plant. Then uh, we have bonus watch, a bonus watch in Goldfinger, uh, which is Pussy Galore. She's wearing the Rolex GMT Master reference 6542. Uh, she's the one that had that Air Force, that woman's Air Force for Goldfinger. So what better watch to wear than the uh, the GMT Master 2? I, I believe it, it was. it's hard to tell from the video, but I think it was a Pepsi dial, I think, not 100%. Then, um, in Goldfinger, 1964, uh, same movie, uh, Sean Connery is wearing the Gruen Precision 501 again. So he wears the Gruen in Dr. No and in Goldfinger. And I believe it's the scene of where he's fighting the, um, the gentleman in the hat. And I forgot his name. But he, uh, he takes the hat and he throws it at the, uh, the the huge Japanese guy, and that's where you can see his Gruen Precision uh, 501. I'll get his name. It'll come to me. Uh, then we have Thunderball, 1965, with Sean Connery, and he's wearing... Uh, he has three different models in this movie. He has the Breitling Top Time, reference 2002. Then he has the... Uh, uh, which uh, actually, let me go back. The top time is a Geiger counter, uh, which uh, detects uh, radioactive materials. Then he's holding a Breitling Navitimer, reference 806 from this uh, pilot that died, and he hands it to the girl, uh, actress. He wasn't wearing it, but he was holding it. And um, then he's then he has his uh, Rolex Submariner 6538 returns. So those are the three watches that he had in Thunderball. Uh, then we go on to a brand new Bond. We have uh, Her, Her Majesty's Secret Service in 1969. We have George Lazenby. And he's wearing the Rolex sub, reference 5513. Now this is pretty cool. Okay, another Rolex. So in the next James Bond, there is no Gruen. There is no uh, Breitling. There is just Rolex, and the one he wears is the updated model, which is the 5513, and it's also the same watch Steve McQueen wears um, in his own personal collection, which is in episode one, so definitely check that out. Then in uh, uh, later on in the movie, he wears a different Rolex. Uh, George Lazenby wears a Rolex pre-Daytona chronograph, uh, reference 6238. Now we have a new Bond. Live and Let Die, 1973, with Roger Moore. And his first watch he opens up the movie with is a Hamilton Pulsar P2 2900 LED. He's in bed with a girl, and it's a digital uh, uh, a screen, and you just see it's like a red LED uh, numbers, just the time. Then later on uh, in the movie, M comes by his apartment and issues him the Rolex Submariner 5513, the same Rolex 
that George Lazenby wears in Her Majesty's Secret Service and also the same watch that uh, Steve McQueen is famous for, the 5513. Now, what's cool about this watch is it had two gadgets on it. It had an, uh, an electromagnetic field that it can just you know, turn a bezel and boom, uh, it, it catches anything uh, metal. It has a strong force. And two, it has a buzzsaw. And right before James Bond was going to be dropped into a pool of sharks with this girl, he puts the buzzsaw, um, um, he activates the buzzsaw and it cuts through the rope. So really, really cool. That piece right there was the first James Bond gadget piece. So it's the first time Q did something with his watch. So for all you uh, James Bond aficionados, I, I believe I am right on that. The, no other James Bond watches did anything except for the top time, the Breitling top time, which was a Geiger counter. But there was nothing that special about it. I would definitely say... Um, it goes to Roger Moore's uh, Rolex Submariner 5513 and Live and Let Die, 1973. Uh, next is The uh, the Man with the Golden Gun, 1974. Uh, you have Roger Moore returning with his Rolex Submariner 5513. Okay? You also have a bonus watch. And in that watch, you have Christopher Lee, the bad guy, uh, wearing the Rolex Cellini King Midas. Uh, reference 9630, okay? After that movie, we have The Spy Who Loved Me with Roger Moore, 1977, and now we're in the Seiko dynasty. This is where he only wore Seiko. Uh, like, everybody was crazy about these quartz watches uh, close to the 80s. So uh, quartz was killing it right now. So Seiko was like the king. Of, uh, of the digital and quartz um, watches. So here we go. Uh, the first Seiko that Roger Moore used was in The Spy Who Loved Me, reference uh, DK001-0674-5009. After that, we have Moonraker, the movie in 1979, which I said uh, prior that this is what got me into watches like nothing else. And it was Roger Moore and his Seiko reference M354, the memory bank calendar, I believe, that blew up that door. Next after that, we have For Your Eyes Only, 1981, Roger Moore. And the Seiko reference is H357-5040. After that, we have Octopussy, 1983, with Roger Moore. We have the Seiko reference, G757 Sports 100. This is probably my favorite uh, Seiko James Bond watch out of all of them. He also wore the uh, Seiko reference uh, T001-5019, which was a television watch in, uh, towards the end of the movie of Octopussy in 1983. Then we come up to Roger Moore's final film, which is A View to a Kill in 1985. He had uh, three Seiko references, three different uh, Seiko watches that he wore. And one of them was also mistaken for a Datejust, a two-tone. So we have the Seiko reference 7A28-7020. And then we have the Seiko reference H558-500. Uh, 
also known as the SPN001. And then finally, the SACO reference 6923-8080, the SPD094. Now, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the SACO reference um, five, uh, H558 is the Commando Predator Arnold Schwarzenegger watch. That's the watch that Commando, I mean, uh, actually Arnold Schwarzenegger used in, I believe, five to six films. But most notably, the Predator and Commando. And so that same watch was also used in A View to a Kill. And I believe the reference, the Seiko SPD uh, 094 is... The, let me just make sure I'm giving all my, yes. So this Seiko uh, looks like a day just. It pays homage to the day just or even the day date. And the latest one now you can buy uh, on, on, on the Seiko website for around three or $400. I own the two-tone and the all-gold. And I have the latest version of the SPD-094. It is uh, a great piece, an amazing, amazing piece. It looks really like a Rolex Datejust. Okay, now we're down to, uh, now we, we, we got up to Timothy Dalton. License to Kill. 1989. Now, we're up to Timothy Dalton. License to Kill, 1989. And the watch he wore was the Hoyer reference, 980.031, also nicknamed the Night Dive. Okay, so he wore a Tag Hoyer. So a Tag Hoyer is also considered a Bond watch because of Timothy Dalton. In the same year, they made Living Daylights. And his next movie, he wore the Rolex Submariner again. So the Rolex Submariner, and he, and... The next movie, Timothy Dalton wears the Rolex Submariner. And in Timothy Dalton's next movie, Living Daylights. The next Timothy Dalton James Bond movie was the Living Daylights in 1989. And here comes the Rolex Submariner back. And the reference is 16610. So Timothy Dalton wore a Tag Heuer and a Rolex Submariner. Now we come into the era and the dynasty of Omega with Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig. GoldenEye, 1995 with Pierce Brosnan. He wears the Omega Seamaster Professional 300M, reference 2541.80.00. And this watch is quartz. Okay, The blue bezel, blue dial, a.k.a. The Blue Brosnan. That's the name I give it. Two years later, Tomorrow Never Dies, 1997, Pierce Brosnan now wears the upgraded Omega Seamaster Pro 300M, which is referenced 2531.80.00, and now it's automatic. So pretty much the same watch, just the insides are completely different. Now it's an automatic piece. Two years after that, in 1999, we have The World Is Not Enough with Pierce Brosnan. 
And again, the Omega Seamaster Pro 300M reference 2531.80.00, the automatic uh, bond watch, returns. So he wears the same watch in Tomorrow Never Dies and World Is Not Enough. Then we got uh, Pierce Brosnan's last movie in 20, last James Bond movie in uh, 2002, Die Another Day. And he's wearing the Omega Seamaster Pro 300M, reference 2531.80.00. The same watch as A World Is Not Enough and Tomorrow Never Dies. So he wears the same automatic Bond watch, blue dial, blue bezel in those last three movies. Now we come to the era of Daniel Craig. We start with Casino Royale in 2006, and he wears an Omega Seamaster Pro 300M coaxial reference 2220.80.80. He also wears okay, a professional Planet Ocean Daniel Craig, Daniel also wears a Planet Ocean, reference 2900.50.91. He wears that coming out of the water. Then he wears the the blue bro, the upgraded blue Brosnan when he goes to play poker. Now, these two watches came out in uh, limited editions. Uh, I believe 7,007 limited or 10,007 limited. Uh, I believe the lower number was on the Planet Ocean, had a rubber strap, and the the Blue Brosnan had a, a the gun barrel swirl on the dial. They were limited pieces, and those two pieces is when I started to collect Omegas and actually led me into the Green Submariner, which that story I'll tell at another time, but it's because I picked up those two pieces. Uh, Torno was like, hey, I think this guy would be interested in this uh, Rolex sub and it was like a miracle because you can only find that through auction and that was like around 2006 and it was incredible because they all connected with each other you know the Omega Seamaster both those uh, Daniel Craig limited edition Bond watches they were James Bond watches and what a coincidence that the person who sold it to me uh, got a a, 50, a Kermit, a 50th anniversary Kermit, Rolex Kermit, and thought of me and said, you know, this guy looks like a collector. Let me ask him if he wants one. And I remember then it was like 5,500. And I picked it up big time. And I was, so it, it, it was a cool connection because it was, a, it was a watch I always wanted, but it was impossible to get. I thought I would never get it. And then after getting these two Seamasters from the Casino Royale uh, movie, had me lead into that uh, that original 50th anniversary Rolex Submariner Kermit. So it's pretty cool. And the fact that they're all Bond watches. Next, we have Quantum of Solace, 2008. Daniel's watch, the Omega Seamaster Professional Planet Ocean 2201.50.00. Uh, during the Quantum of Solace, they made another two. Uh, special edition watches um, with the Planet Ocean. The dial had the texture of the uh, the gun grip, and it had a laser etched uh, sapphire crystal. 
and it was on a bracelet. It wasn't on a rubber strap like the previous one was. And the blue, the, the blue Brosnan version, the original, like Pierce Brosnan watch, was in black now. So those were the two limited edition pieces that they had uh, for the Quantum of Solace. I don't have the reference numbers offhand, but I do remember uh, them very, very well. Uh, I did collect them and great watches, beautiful. Then we have Skyfall 2012. Daniel's wearing the Omega Seamaster Aquaterra. Now the Aquaterra makes its debut with Skyfall and the reference is 231.10.42.21.03.003. Bonus watch in Skyfall. The uh, the bad guy in uh, in Skyfall uh, goes down to the subway station and he passes these two Omega ads, and uh, you see that the, I, you can't see the, the watch model perfectly. Uh, I would have to pause the movie, but as he passes them, you see the two ads, and let me just get the the actor's name. And the actor's name uh, that was the bad guy walking downstairs after he escaped was Javier Bardem. So Raul Silva, he broke out of the uh, uh, MI6 and then he got his uh, costume from these uh, crooked cops uh, to to play as a policeman. And he passes those two ads. So that was like a, like a bonus watch scene in Skyfall. Then in, 20, in 2015, we have Spectre. What a great movie. Uh, Daniel's wearing the Omega Seamaster Aquaterra reference 231.10.39.21.03.001. Wow, that's a long reference. Now, is it the same as the other one from uh, Skyfall? No, it's different. He opens up the movie with this, and then later on he meets Q, and Q issues him his new watch, and this is, everybody knows it as the Spectre watch. It's the Omega Seamaster 300 with the faux patina and the lollipop second uh, second hand, and it's on a NATO, and it's referenced 233.32.41.21.01.001. And James Bond, Daniel Craig, is famous for saying, does it do anything? And Q says, it tells the time to help you with the with your uh, punctuality. And then he says, oh, by the way, the alarm is rather loud. And then he gives him the, the heads up that, you know, it's an explosive watch. That is the first time that uh, Q made Daniel Craig's watch do something. So in all the other movies, Daniel had just beautiful Omega watches, but they did not do anything special. In 2015, Inspector, that's when the James Bond watch came back to his roots as far as being a gadget. Also, Daniel wears an Omega chronograph caliber uh, 321 reference uh, ST101.010, which I just learned about at the end of the movie when he's driving the classic Acid Martin um, when he's with Madeline. When they peel out, he's wearing this chronograph, so it's not a Seamaster. And that's what he was wearing at the end of Spectre. Now we have 2021, No Time to Die. 
uh, Daniel Craig's last movie of Bond. And he's wearing the Omega Seamaster Pro 300M coaxial master chronometer titanium reference 210.90.42.20.01.001. This is the watch. Now, remember in the beginning of the show, I told you which is Daniel Daniel's favorite watch who he spoke with this expert about. And there you have it. It's this one. It's the No Time to Die watch. And the reason why, it doesn't, it doesn't wear big. It sits flat on the wrist, and it's lightweight. So he loves the fact that it's titanium, it's light, and it doesn't wear big. And that's Daniel Craig's favorite Omega out of all the Omega Bond watches he wore. Now, for me, my favorite is the Pierce Brosnan, the Blue Brosnan um, Omega, the one I'm wearing now, the, the latest one. Uh, that has the uh, that they brought the the laser etched wave dial back, and now it's a master chronometer. So that to me is my favorite because Pierce Brosnan wore it in all of his movies, and that was the start of Omega. And then Daniel Craig's first movie in Casino Royale, he's wearing that at the poker table. So to me, that is the true Bond watch. Now, if I want that watch, I want it in its in its greatest level and to me the greatest blue brosnan okay this is just a side note my personal side note is the latest model which is the one with the master chronometer the first time the blue brosnan has a master chronometer rating and an exhibition back where the movement is worthy to have an exhibition back no other blue brosnan had an exhibition back they were all solid case backs with the seahorse so once the blue brosnan got the master chronometer that's when uh, it has all this cool technology with the uh, ceramic bezel and the laser etched wave dial and the new movement and now the date at six o'clock so a lot a lot of cool things with this watch so to me this is the king of all the blue brosnans the the model that i'm uh, wearing today so that's the rundown from Dr. No all the way to uh, No Time to Die. 1962 to 2021, full of watches from Sean Connery to, da to Daniel Craig. So what's my summary? Um, so I have a couple of summaries. Here's the, the brands and the models, um, how many times they were worn. So um, we have the Gruen Pre uh, Precision 501 was worn twice uh, in two movies. The Rolex Submariner 6538, worn in four movies. And of course, I'm quoting about Bond movies. Uh, Rolex GMT Master, the 6542, was in one movie, The Breitling Top Time, one movie, The Breitling Navitimer, one movie, The Rolex Submariner 5513, three movies. The Rolex Pre-Daytona Chronograph, one movie, and that's the, uh, the reference 6238. The Hamilton Pulsar P2 2900 LED, uh, one movie. The Rolex Cellini King Midas, reference 9630, one movie. Now we come down to the Seikos. The Seikos were only worn once in each movie. They, they were never doubled up like, uh, like the Rolexes. Uh, we have the Seiko reference DK001, one movie. We have the Seiko M354 Memory Bank Calendar, one movie. 
Seiko Reference H357, one movie. Seiko Reference G757, one movie. The Seiko Reference T001, one movie. Seiko Reference 7A28, one movie. Seiko Reference H558, one movie. And the last Seiko is Reference SPD094, one movie. Then we have the Tag Heuer, the Night Dive, one movie. The Rolex Submariner 16610, one movie. Then we have the Omegas. The Omega Seamaster Pro 300, the one that I nicknamed the Blue Brosnan, six movies. Just note that the first one was Quartz, and the last one was in Titanium, but pretty much the same watch, the Professional 300 uh, uh, meter, the, the one I nicknamed the Blue Brosnan. So it was there six times. The Omega Seamaster Planet Ocean, two movies. Uh, Omega Seamaster Aquaterra, two movies. So the Aquaterra and the Planet Ocean are tied. And then you have the Omega Seamaster 300, the Spectre Watch, one movie. And the Omega Chronograph 321, one movie. So that's all the watches, the brands, and the models. Now, if I were to give out some awards, okay, I would say first place goes to the Omega Seamaster Pro 300M, the Blue Brosnan, in six movies. Then in second place, I would give it to the Rolex Submariner, the 6538, Sean Connery's uh, sub, the first sub to ever hit the screen with James Bond with four movies. It played in four different Bond movies. Then you have third place. I give it to the Rolex sub 5513 in three movies. Fourth place, the Gruen Precision, the 501, which Sean Connery opens up the 1962 Dr. No with, uh, two movies. Uh, for, tied for fourth place, the Omega Seamaster Planet Ocean, two movies. Tied for fourth place is the Omega Aquaterra, two movies. And in fifth place, um, I have a bunch of ties that uh, they just the watches showed up in just one of the movies. Now, what is my summary for the brands? Well, first place definitely go to goes to Omega because they were featured twelve times. They were they were worn twelve times, twelve different times. Number two goes to Rolex, which was uh, worn 11 times, and Seiko, which was worn eight times. So first place, Omega, second place, Rolex, and third place, Seiko. And the scores are Omega 12, Rolex 11, and Seiko 8. That means that they were worn those, those many times. And the winner goes to Omega just by one watch. Rolex comes up right behind them. So who are the kings? I would say the kings are, number one, Omega. I would say Omega is the king. Number two, Rolex. Number three, Seiko. After the top three, number four would be Gruen. Number five would be Breitling. Number six would be Hamilton. And number seven would be Hoyer. And those are the total Bond brands of all the movies. Those were the seven brands used by James Bond. No more, no less. Now, why did I pick uh, these places? Well, first of all, Omega is the latest one. Omega was the most worn brand out of all the brands, and it's the, it's the most current. So that's why I put it in first place. A lot of James Bond aficionados, they're going to say Rolex because it's the original. So you can go either way, but I like to go with what's new. So I would put Omega at the top, plus they were in more... They were worn more times. 
then Rolex with its Submariner, worn 11 different times. Then after that would definitely be, be the Seiko because Roger Moore just killed the hell out of that watch. I mean, Seiko has at least eight times it was worn, eight different models. And if I'm not mistaken, let me just count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Correct. Yeah, eight different times, eight different models. And they were spread out in, in his films. I put Gruen, uh, the Precision 501, at number four because it was the opening watch of Sean Connery. But it, there wasn't no big deal out of it. But it wasn't two different movies. But if anyone wants to get technical, the Rolex Submariner 6538 wasn't the first James Bond watch. It was the Gruen Precision 501. After that, I put Breitling as number five because it had the Geiger counter. So it did have somewhat of a gadget. That was the closest one, uh, closest to a gadget you can find for that piece or the watches in general for Sean Connery. Then I put the Hamilton as number six because at the time that was some cool technology with that red LED. And then I would put the Hori one as, as last place. Why? I don't know. Uh, tag. And then later on, you know, Timothy Dalton wears the, the Rolex. Tag is cool, but there was nothing special about the watch. So it, regardless, again, cool watch, but I definitely put it at the end. Uh, he was with, he wasn't, Timothy Dalton wasn't my, f my favorite Bond. Also, Timothy didn't make that many Bonds. I don't think he's that, I don't think many people like that Bond either. So it would definitely pull that watch all the way to the end. And that's the reason why I chose those places. Uh, but those are how many brands that uh, Bond was wearing. So any any of these brands, whether you have Omega, Rolex, Seiko, uh, well, Gruen, they don't make anymore unless you get on eBay. Or you have a Breitling or Hamilton or Hoyer, Tag Hoyer. You know, you can honestly say my brand made it in a James Bond movie. If you're wearing a Tag or a Hamilton, my Hamilton or my Tag was a Bond watch. And it is a Bond watch. So just by James Bond wearing a Hamilton or a tag, it almost like christens every Hamilton, every tag as a Bond watch. In my book, that's my opinion. So those are the seven brands. Now, as far as my summary of James Bond characters, I would say Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig, top of the list with Omega. Then after that, it would be Sean Connery and Roger Moore with Timothy Dalton and... Christopher Lee with his golden gun um, Rolex and Pussy Galore, and I, I would give that to Rolex. So you have Pierce Brosnan and Daniel, Gregg, Daniel Craig with Omega, then you have Sean Connery, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Christopher Lee, and the lady who plays Pussy Galore, and George Lazenby for Rolex. And then last but not least, Roger Moore with Seiko. So those would be my summary of bonds with the brands. My final thoughts of all this, of all this research, well, I would say Omega, Rolex, and Seiko are kings of bond watches. So the king of bond watches is Omega, Rolex, and Seiko. Nothing beats those three. Omega is king out of the top 
three. So like out of the three, I would say Omega is the king of all bonds. Again, we can have an argument on that. A lot of OGs will say that Rolex is the king. Either way, it doesn't matter. They're both amazing watches. Just my take on it, I put Omega as number one. Uh, definitely Rolex is the OG king of bond. That's for sure. And Omega is the new king. Seiko is definitely the digital king of bond. There is no watch that can beat Seiko uh, with the digital technology. Uh, I believe the top two watches, models, would be the Omega Seamaster and the Rolex Submariner. Those would be the top two James Bond models and the two brands. So it would be Omega with its Seamaster and Rolex with its Submariner. The best Seiko, I would definitely give to... Mm, the definitely the G7, the G, the G757 uh, from uh, the 1983 movie Octopussy. The best Rolex would have to be the 6538 and the 5513. So Sean Connery's uh, first Rolex and Roger Moore's first Rolex and George Lazenby's first Rolex, which is also the 5513 is also Steve McQueen's favorite Rolex. Best Omega, definitely best Omega is the the definitely the, the professional 300 meter Blue Brosnan. I would say the 2531.80 and the the coaxial uh, 2220.80 uh, that uh, Daniel Craig wore, and finally the. The Blue Brosnan in titanium version, the No Time to Die, which is referenced 210.90.42.20.01.001. And that's my take on the best Omegas, those three. Top actors with Bond watches? I would say top watches. Mm-hmm. Definitely these two actors. Uh, Sean Connery with his Submariner, the 6538. He did four movies. And Pierce Brosnan um, with his uh, Blue Brosnan, the Pro 300 meter, four movies. Single brand actors. Uh, the, the actors that only wore one brand goes to Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig. They only wore Omega. And uh, to just give you a rundown of all the act, all the James Bond actors, what brands did they wear? Well, we have Sean Connery with Rolex, Breitling, and Gruen. He's the winner. He he wore the most brands. And you have Lazenby with Rolex only. You have Roger Moore with Rolex and Seiko. You have Timothy Dalton with Rolex and Tag Heuer. You have Pierce Brosnan, Omega only, and Daniel Craig, Omega only. So Sean Connery wins with the most brands. The King of Kings, to finish up with this, I would say the King of Kings. Hmm. The King of Kings. I would classify it as the new King of Kings would be Pierce, Brosnan, and Daniel Craig. With the Omega Seamaster Pro 300M blue dial, blue bezel, automatic, any model, okay? So that would be the king plus the no time to die watch. And the old king, 
the old kings, uh, would be Sean Connery and Ra- Roger Moore with the Rolex Submariner 6538 and a Rolex Submariner 5513. So pretty much any Omega Seamaster Pro 300M, preferably in blue, automatic, and any Rolex Submariner, whether it's date or no date, would be the two ultimate Bond watches. So my argument would be, you know, which would be the greatest Bond watches of all time? It would definitely be the, you know, Omega Seamaster or the Rolex Submariner. Those would be the two. And the new king would be the Omega Seamaster and the OG would be the Rolex Submariner. But if you have, if you're a James Bond fan and a watch enthusiast, a collector, it's like a prerequisite. You you must, it's, it's a must that you have these two pieces in your collection. An Omega Seamaster, it doesn't even matter if it's a Planet Ocean or an Aquaterra. As long as it's an Omega Seamaster professional and a Rolex Submariner, whether it's date, no date, doesn't matter. Whether it's a Kermit, or doesn't matter. If it's two-tone, doesn't matter. If you own an Omega Seamaster professional and a Rolex Submariner, you have the ultimate James Bond pieces. You have the new king, which is Omega, and the old king, which is Rolex. So to me, that's that's my classification of king of kings for James Bond. So that's, uh, you know, pretty much my take on, on James Bond and his watches. It was really nice to, to hear what that Omega expert said about how Daniel Craig feels about his No Time to Die watch, that that's his favorite. I... I let everybody know on this podcast, which is my favorite watch, all thanks to Pierce Brosnan, making it famous, the uh, the professional, the uh, Blue Brosnan, the Seamaster 300M. And those are all the actors and all the watches. And again, to recap, you can't beat the Omega brand or the Rolex brand for a James Bond watch. Omega and Rolex are the king when it comes to James Bond watches now and in the past and the models, any Seamaster from Omega and any Submariner. Those are the two King James Bond watches. And any, any watch that you have from the seven brands, again, Omega, Rolex, Seiko, Gruen, Breitling, Hamilton, Hoyer, those seven brands, if you have any one of those brands, you're James Bond right there, Okay. So it doesn't have to be the exact model. And that's it. That's James Bond and his watches. I mean, I can go on and on and on about this actor and his watches, but that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I have. This is Bruce Bezel. With Timepiece Talk, have a great wristwatch week. And remember, don't waste time. Enjoy the ride. And never sell your watches. Wear them and enjoy them to the end.
Okay, watch fans, here's your bonus content. I was going to go back and edit it, but you know what? I left it on just to remind myself what a fool I am sometimes. And uh, second podcast, so here we go. GMT Master 2, really? There's not just thing as a GMT Master 2 back in the 60s, you fool. Just GMT Master and Pepsi Dial? the hell am I smoking? It's a Pepsi bezel. Okay, Pepsi bezel. Then we have uh, that big Japanese guy. Who's that big Japanese guy? Odd job. Come on, man. How many times I've watched Dr. No and I couldn't remember? Odd job. And the actor's name is Harold Sakata. And then uh, Timothy Dalton. The next is Timothy Dalton, and now we got up to Timothy Dalton like a hundred times. Shut up, fool. Anyway, Timothy Dalton, yes, a million times, and he wore the the Tag Heuer, and he wore the Rolex Submariner. And then I think I uh, blooped a little bit right after that. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. Peace. Peace.